Hey, Fit Family, and welcome back to episode 28. I am, I said it's every episode, but I really am excited. I have the best guests that come on the podcast. I don't even know if y'all realize how amazing these ladies are that I have the privilege of interviewing on this podcast. And uh, most of them all have their own companies and businesses that they have built from the ground up. And it is just so beautiful. And I cannot wait for you to meet Allison Jordan the founder of her company, Better Belly Therapies. In today's episode, we get to know her, but oh my word, we get to know just more than her. She drops so many amazing truth bombs and just talks about what led her to a healthier lifestyle, her background. We talk about scripture, Proverbs 14.1 and building a house and how that affects our bodies and what that means for our bodies and how our health takes time and what functional lab testing is and how the earth has fallen and our bodies don't work the way that they should and what an identity shift looks like in our health and our fitness journey. And then she also gives a ton of free resources for you ladies. And so those are all in the show notes. Be sure to go and find those, click on them and download her free resources. They are amazing. I went and downloaded them all after the episode. And so I cannot wait for you to get into this episode and meet her. I will see y'all at there, Fit Fam. You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD Fitwell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy and instead honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to, not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never reaching standard of body beauty and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you, and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Welcome back, Fit Family, to the Move Your Body Differently podcast. Today, I have my friend Allison on the podcast. She is the founder of the company Better Belly Therapies. This company is a gut health clinic based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, but she also offers quite a few online resources, and we're going to talk about that more specifically later and in another episode, but she does one-on-one coaching. She has courses. She is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and a certified craniosacral therapist, which the only reason why I know about that is because of you. And my husband recently went and saw Dio and he does visceral manipulation therapy. And the only reason why I knew about that was because of Allison. And I'm like, babe, I totally know what that is. And he's like, I had no idea. And I'm like, I wouldn't have until last year when I met Allison and she does this stuff. 
And so she is awesome. Her specialty is digestive and gut health. And today we get to know her and get to welcome her to the podcast. And then in the next episode, we're going to get a little bit more specific into what she does. So welcome, Allison. We're excited that you're here. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Shayla. And I love that your husband saw a DO who knew visceral manipulation. I feel like he should keep that DO for life. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is, that's, a, that's a gem. Yes. He loved him and he had he actually had had hip problems for probably the better part of three years. And in his second visit with him, he totally fixed it using visceral manipulation therapy. Now he's going to follow up with him and continue to check in on it. But he has been sold. He's like, I'm never leaving this doctor. Like, yes, you need you need someone who's looking at your body in a more full way other than bones and and muscles, because we are more than that. And that's all that PTs and chiropractors look at typically. And even same with DOs. So that extra training and this is maybe a little off topic of like the mm-hmm. whole thing we're going to get into today, but it's also on topic for for any just just to know anybody listening what my goal is and what I hope we get out of this call is that you start to think about your health beyond the normal stuff. Yeah. And the normal for you if you're listening it might be diet, might be you think about exercise, you think about mindset or meditating or getting enough sleep or stretching but there's there's so much more and I don't mean that and like you're missing it all but if you are struggling yeah. too hard in your health if you feel like you're trying so hard in every area like your husband he was probably going to PT and doing his stretches and doing it he, he's married to you you're probably like try this exercise honey yes and yes. he's like I it's look it still hurts if you're trying uh-huh. too hard and you're not getting results that is your sign that's your stop sign to start to think of a different way that is my aim in coming onto your podcast today, Shayla. Yes. And I love it. And I cannot wait. That's why I wanted you on here because I just want people to see it from a holistic point of view. And I want them to see that it is so much more and can be so much deeper than what they realize. And so with that, I am going to ask you the stable questions I ask all of my guests that come on here. And that first one is, what first made you start taking your health seriously? So I like to draw the line in the sand in 2015 Mm. when my health took a serious nosedive for reasons unknown to me. Like, like even looking back, there was, it wasn't even like, oh, I, I, I just was ignorant of my health. No, I was actually fairly aware of my health. I had already run a half marathon at that point in my life. I was an ex-gymnast, almost black belt in Taekwondo, like active person, tried to eat, in my mind, healthy at that point in time up until 2015, which that was after a couple of years after I came out of college. If you're thinking mm-hmm. life stage, I'd had no health problems in terms of like food restrictions that I'd ever noticed any problems with. And I pretty much just tanked. I couldn't st- in, mm. in the matter of like three months, I wasn't able to sleep through the night. I figured out I became suddenly dairy intolerant, like very, wow. very dairy intolerant. Mm. I went off of gluten. I was put on the low FODMAP diet. My period stopped. I was constantly bloated and developed constipation. And, and it was severe. And nothing that I did, no one that I went to, all the testing I did showed me nothing to really work on. The medication I tried didn't work. And I had to figure it out on my own what was actually going on. And that's when that's when I started taking I had I had to take seriously. Because nobody else would. 
or nobody else would help you. And maybe they were, but nobody else was helping you get what the answers you wanted. Yes. And so with that, how do you now create a culture of health for yourself and for your family? I feel like it's so easy with practitioners, dietitians, nutritionists, fitness professionals. Sometimes we can go both ends of the spectrum. We really have great habits. We're, you know, we have great practices for health and nutrition, or we're so busy taking care of other people, we're not establishing that ourselves. And so where do you, where's that balance for you? And how do you do that for yourself and for your family? Yeah. So for this, I realized, so I, I've actually never thought of this question before. So when I was thinking about the answer, I thought I, I actually categorize health into three categories. And if I I can, on a given moment, given day, evaluate that day, that week, that month, how do I feel like these three categories are going? And if one of them is low, I'm like, oh, that's why I don't feel well, or my, or my daughter doesn't feel well, or my, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> so yeah, three yeah. categories. They are number one, move. And I just say move because especially I have an almost one-year-old daughter. She's my first daughter. I do not exercise the way I used to. You know, I was doing triathlons. I was doing marathons. And it's not that I'll never do those again. But I found that I'm much more fulfilled. And it's also much more reasonable for me to get in not exercise, but movement, going to the zoo with my daughter and walking a lot, lot, gardening outside, building things in our backyard, bringing my daughter on a run with me, maybe sometimes pushing her on a swing, just being outside and and moving around and getting in a car, that to me, I notice that ma- makes a big difference because maybe I'm outside, or I'm getting fresh air, fresh sun, whatever yeah. it is. And and I just look for little ways to check that box off. It and it's not huge. It's not. I don't even put on a timer. It's not like I did my 15 minute Pilates. Like yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I did a hamstring stretch. Check check. <laughs> and I'm gonna be serious. It, it's I'm mm-hmm. in a different season. So that's number one, move. The category number two is eat. This Mm -hmm. one, I really like how it's developed over time because I find it super simple. It starts with groceries. So rhythm of groceries is this in my household. We go to Costco once a month and we go, we do a Kroger pickup twice a month. Yeah. And doesn't, whether or not you you use these ones, it's fine. But we do basically whole food shopping once a month, get a bunch Mm -hmm. of stuff, keep some of the some of that in bulk in our basement and then only two other runs like that's huge yeah that is so much simpler where i'm only going i'm only i mean i'm literally doing a croaker pickup after this call with my daughter and in the back of the seat we'll just go pick it up and when i buy groceries i get typically the same foods that we feel good on i personally have found it's most life-giving to me when it comes to meal planning i just buy ingredients i like and then i make stuff with it i'm not yeah, doing yeah. any weird mental math about like yeah. what type of lasagna am i going to make and all this yeah. stuff right oh i really like to cook with zucchini and i and my oh, family man. we have dietary restrictions gluten-free for all of us and then grain-free for me which means no rice no corn like yeah. a lot of potatoes yeah. so i just buy all the ingredients we tend to use a lot of and once we have those, then we have the rhythm of, of how and when we cook. We cook in bulk typically twice a week. So it's going to be two times, one time where we have a crock pot full of food, mm-hmm. another time where it's maybe a crock pot or like a very, very huge, large baking dish. Yeah, It's very not, not very hands-on in terms of our lunches and our dinners. And that eating means we're staying in budget. 
We're eating really healthy, fresh foods. I'm not having to make this like very difficult mental math of like, what am we going to eat? I'm, and, and it's, and I, I don't even have to think about eating healthy. That's, I know that that can be mind boggling or frustrating for a listener potentially of like, that's all they, but once you learn that it it took me like, it took me, let's see, graduating from college was the first time I'd ever cooked for myself regularly. And it probably took me at least a year, if not a little longer to feel that I had good rhythms. And that was partly because I was also trying to figure out why the heck I suddenly felt ill all the time. Yeah, I I think you could learn it so much faster, but but once you have figured that out, you suddenly realize eating is not this battle where you're like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that cookie or yeah. I shouldn't have eaten those crackers. It's really, well, don't even buy the cookie and crackers. And and we'll get into this in our next podcast episode, I know, because if you're like, no, no, I've got crazy cravings. Let me, t- we'll talk about that. Yeah. But yeah. That's it. Moving, eating. And then number three, I think many people don't think about this and I find it gets them in a hole a lot in which you've probably heard this before when you talk to your clients, but budget. Yes. So if you do not have budgeted money for anything health-related, when you need it, you will feel like you hit crisis mode. And I don't even mean a lot of money. Like yeah. we, have a sh- we have a water pitcher filter, like a really high quality, not Brita. Well, don't man. get Brita. Brita's bad. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Clearly Filtered. If you just want a water filter, that's mm-hmm. a pitcher. And we refill it every three months. We have to replace the filter. And that's money, right? Recently, I bought an ebook on natural remedies for health problems with kids from a woman I really trust. And it's like all these homeopathic and herbal remedies for like everything from ear infections, which I'm like, I don't want to give them antibiotics unless I have to have to, to whatever. That was $25. And I have a budget every month that tells me here's how much I can spend on anything I need yeah. health related. Yeah. But I no longer have to sacrifice my family's health because I don't have money. Yes. And it doesn't mean I can buy everything, right? Like mm-hmm. I there's plenty of things I'm like, ooh, I would love to have that health related things. Like I've wanted to have a shower head filter for a while, a specific yeah. one that just didn't fit that budget. But it did uh-huh. this month. And guess yeah. who got a shower head filter? Right. You did. <laughs> and so these things accumulate where maybe mm-hmm. one month you can't buy everything you need or want health related. Mm -hmm. But in 12 months, you can get a lot of things that maybe you don't have to buy every month or it's a one-time buy or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So that's the third thing that keeps the culture of our family health oriented. And even my husband knows like we have a health budget fund. It reinforces like where you put your money is where Mm -hmm. you put your values. Yeah, And so that's, I would say those are my three categories. Yeah. Well, and I love that too. I love that you talked about budgeting. That is something that I want to talk about on another podcast episode, specifically why you should budget for your health and your fitness. But it is just to even mention briefly, it's so important for preventative care. Like just even like if it's a membership to a gym, like budgeting for that. I just so often people are like, like you said, we don't have the funds to do this for our family. Well, if you put it in the budget, you can make anything work in a budget, you know, like A budget helps you know where your money is going and your health and your body carries you to do all the other things that are in your budget. So if you want to be able to keep doing all those other things, then you better have it for your health as well. And so I love that. And I love how you meal plan too. That's very similar to how our family does. We do have 
we we grocery shop weekly with a grocery pickup order just because my kids are a little bit older and we don't keep fresh items, do a whole lot of leftovers. But we do (laughs) one big, like one big, we have Sam's Club and BJ's here. So we do Sam's Club BJ's. And then each week we do a, a grocery pickup order, a little smaller order, but very, very similar. And I love that. So with that, on the faith side of things, a little bit of faith side of things, why do you believe it's necessary to build health and fitness into your everyday life from even a biblical perspective or a gospel perspective? So there's a lot of ways that I could possibly answer this. Yeah. But all I did was just sat, took a moment, thought about it, prayed, and wrote down the first verse that came to mind. Mm. And this is it. Proverbs 14.1, a wise woman builds her home but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Hmm. And what stood out to me, and I've actually been thinking about this in terms of things not health related. Yeah. But like even just saying it like, wow, it can really, it really sinks in. Number one, when it says a wise woman builds her home, guess what? Building takes time. Yeah. Like, if you've built anything, if you're a projector, I want and I want your listeners to think about maybe you're listening to this podcast because you feel like health is your area of weakness. <laughs> you're like, I like, right? Shayla and I, you're like, it's not fair, Shayla and Allison. You guys yeah. teach on this stuff. You're awesome. Like, sure, we've we've developed systems or skills or knowledge bases, but if you're listening and you have a skill set, I want you to think about that skill set, whatever it is you do. Maybe it's paint, maybe whatever it is. If you were to do that thing, does it take time? And does it take multiple steps where you're preparing, like painting? You have to know what colors you're going to work with. You have to make yeah. sure you have enough of that color to uh, to make that painting work. How big does the painting? Do you want it to be? Do you want to end up framing it? Like, what's your plan? How many layers are there on it? All these different things that you're thinking about. It takes, and then it takes time to actually execute yeah. the thing. You maybe you're sketching out. The, it's the same thing in your health, except for if you're not familiar with the process then you might have in your mind, well, I know it takes all these different pieces, but it's overwhelming to think yeah. about all the different pieces, right? But but just be comforted it, that it takes time, right? It's taken time for Shayla and I. And, and it's still, I keep thinking if there's an area in my health where I'm not like, oh, I'm not, I don't have six pack abs or whatever it is that I could be frustrated yeah. about. By the way, that's not one of them. But <laughs> all I tell myself is, you're on a journey. Like you're still mm-hmm. on a journey and you're just adding layers of awesomeness on top of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. And no matter what layer you're working on. So yeah. number two, the woman who tears down her her building with her own hands, that is the scary, like painful part here. Cause you realize when you hear this verse, something that you don't know we don't always want to acknowledge is that if something fails, we played a part in it. Yeah. And bad things can happen to us. Like in 2015, I I was doing the exact same thing day in and day out. And I actually am fairly certain now I know my problem stemmed from going on a missions trip to a third world country. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I picked up a parasite. We'll get into that. But all that being said is like I, I was doing the same thing. And so it's not to cast shame on us. We don't know it. Maybe your genetics something happened genetically going on and bam, some something switched on and now you have an autoimmune disease. Yeah, There are things that we can't control, but there's things that we can. And so one thing I like to think of when it comes to tearing down our house with our own hands is actually neglect is another form of of tearing down. Like yes. I live in Detroit and we have a lot of homes here that you just drive around and they're neglected. No one's no one, there's no even kids making messes. Like there's no hands doing anything. 
Yeah, yeah. But they're falling apart. And so Mm -hmm. if our hands are not even present, that's also a form of tearing our own homes down. Yeah. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of compassion. And this is not like the devil wins when shame and guilt come in. Like Romans 8, 1. Therefore, now there are there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And sometimes your coach, like Shayla, is going to be telling you, like, there's no condemnation because Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing that Satan wants to do to tear you down so you don't get back up and try to make your health good again because you're in a little sad puddle. You're like crying and eating Oreos, right? Yes. Right? And... And that's what he wants. And so this is not this is not reinforcing it, but it is to say we live and die by our own hands. When we acknowledge that, that is the key to our success. Yes, yes. Well, and I love that too, because with with even the hands building it up or tearing it down, that takes strength either way. It either takes strength to build it up, like you said, in time and physical strength, mental strength, emotional strength, and then the tearing down to is either a lack of strength or a weakness in some area or, you know, something's going wrong and it's letting go of that strength or not seeing who your true strength is, mm-hmm. which is Christ. And so I love that. I love that picture. I have never thought of that verse that way. That was very illuminating for me. And so with that, here's where we get to get a little more specific. How do you help others through health and fitness? Sure. I help other people through two means. One is functional lab testing that doctors aren't doing. So this is at-home testing that gets mailed to my clients. I work with clients all across the U.S. and in Canada, and this lab testing gets mailed to their homes. They collect lab samples. They send it back to the lab, and then they work with me analyzing what did the labs find and what are we going to do about it? I do that primarily through two ways. One is working one-to-one with me in something called my foundations program. And another way is a new course and group coaching program that I just launched called the Better Belly Blueprint, where I help women end bloating and constipation through this framework of functional lab testing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is I have an in-office or I have a I have an actual physical office location in Michigan, and I do craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation there with clients. And so I like to say that the two things I do with clients, I work on the physical level, mm-hmm. think bones, muscles, fascia, things you can physically injure through surgery or car accidents, things you mm-hmm. don't even realize are impacting you. Yeah. Some people do know they have those injuries. And then biochemical levels, that's the invisible stuff happening on yeah. the molecular molecular level that's impacting your hormones and your digestion and pathogens and toxicity. So I help my clients, I teach them how to get rid of those factors that are yeah. impacting their health on a physical or biochemical level. And then we just watch their health skyrocket. Yeah, that's awesome. Just a brief explanation for those who are listening and don't know, what is craniosacral and visceral manipulation therapy? Sure. So these are manual therapies. I want you to think like somebody who's like a physical therapist who might touch you. I'm not a physical therapist because multiple types of a chiropractor might learn it. These are these are skill sets that anybody can learn. And then so craniosacral therapy, you're working with specifically the craniosacral system which again, most people don't have never heard of, but it's a system of your brain and your spinal cord and everything that makes it healthy. And your brain and your spinal cord impact every single function in your body. So if your brain and spinal cord have any compressions, twists, impactions, adhesions in them, 
I see this from everything from epidurals to falling on your tailbone to whiplash mm-hmm. from car accidents to concussions that people got when they were children and not even concussions, like just like yeah. a head whack. I've mm-hmm. seen it from people getting hit by a baseball or a baseball bat from a brother when they were children, from dental work, all these things that happened in our eyes and our mouths and our heads and our ears and our necks and our spines all the way down to your tailbone. That's yeah. your craniosacral system. Mm. Secondly, and by the way, you you do not need a diagnosis. I've had I have so had so many problems in my craniosacral system. And didn't ever have a diagnosis, didn't ever have any major accidents other than, I suppose, being a gymnast, mm-hmm. which is yeah. like maybe constant accidents. Yeah, I feel like that's probably a lot. But I never had, I never went to the ER, you know, for anything. And and I had so many problems. So don't, don't, mm. everyone needs craniosacral therapy, just like everyone needs their muscles worked, right? Yeah. yeah. And then visceral manipulation working, is working with organs and the visceral the ligaments and the fascia around organs because your organs don't just float and like, I don't know, the ether, they are literally latched in sort of like seatbelts into your yeah. body, to your bones and to other organs. And if they, if those seatbelts get tight, and when you think like if you can, if you move really fast and your seatbelt tightens, that organ can't rotate anymore and it will not function the way it needs to. Yeah. I could totally use you right now. My psoas is so tight. Oh my word. And there's just I'll let you know though, so as is get tight usually because of something else. Yes. So if you yes. are if you have a listener saying, My psoas is always tight, my PT uh-huh. always tells me it's tight, there's structures that are causing it to be tight typically. So yeah, I could help you, but I probably wouldn't even work on your psoas. I would yeah. probably work yeah. on structures around it. Yeah, yeah. I I could see that. Anyways. And just as a side note though, on your website, you do have a resource where people can go and find someone who has has the has those certifications, right? Yes. Just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash find and I can give you that link. And I yes. give you this easy to use guide on a, a place where you put in your zip code and you find someone near you. Can I teach you how to evaluate it, like their skill level and mm-hmm. if you want to work with them and just to find the best practitioner near you. Yes, yes. I'm going to have to go do that after our call today. Yeah. Or go check out my husband's husband's DO. I think you already found somebody. Yeah, it's true. Yes, I did. Okay. With that last question and the one we will end on today, what is your favorite part about helping others? Because you help both men and women, right? It's not just, it's not exclusive to women. Yes. Okay. I help men and women, but I do primarily work with women. There's just Uh more women who have digestive problems. I also specialize in hormones with women. So I have, I do work with my men. Just got a new male client and he asked me the same thing. He's like, do you work with men? (laughs) Yes, yes, you do. I guess probably women are probably more willing to like go get help for their issues too. There's, yeah, there's a lot of, so there's a lot of research looking at men and women's health. First off, women have a higher rate of autoimmune disorders and digestive disorders, period, point blank. Wow. But secondly, women are more more attuned with their bodies. And I don't mean mm-hmm. this in like a men can't be. Yeah. I, I think that it comes with partly, there's a lot of things we could evaluate sociologically or biochemically of like, why do women seem to be so much more aware of their bodies? But we mm-hmm. are. And yeah. then that makes us more prone to do stuff about it. And then there's even more things we could say politically about our men being told to ignore their pain and crush their emotions. And that's a separate thing. Yep, but, yeah. But, but yeah, I'd say 
literally research is showing women just actually are sicker more. And so women need to be helped more. And, and guess what? The conventional healthcare system still doesn't acknowledge women's illness, mm, doesn't yeah. fully acknowledge their need for treatment compared yeah. to the way they do for men. So I work with a lot of women. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see that considering some clients who have tried to talk to their doctors about some things. And so I can totally yes. see that. Yes. What is your favorite part about helping them? So my favorite part of working with my clients is the aha moment that you can mm. see in their eyes when they really understand how a habit was hurting them. And and actually, I know, I was like, as I was yeah. thinking about this, I was like, this isn't what it sounds like. So let me show you, share what I mean. So I have yeah. a client, her name was Abby, and we she's an ultra marathon runner, which means she runs marathons that are longer than 26 miles. She like she's got willpower at the wazoo, multiple six figure mm-hmm. business owner, like very skilled, will powered woman. Yeah. And we did functional app testing to figure out what was some stuff that was going on in her health, found out she was sensitive to gluten, like really sensitive. And one of her favorite things is beer when we were working together. And so she was heartbroken that she was never going to get drink beer again. And about three months working together, she was feeling amazing, like amazing. We had three more months to work together, but mm-hmm. her, her birthday came by. And so she thinks, oh, it's my birthday. I'm going to splurge and have a beer. And Mm -hmm. splurging, this is not a con. If you're sensitive to a food, there isn't splurging. It's not like calories where you like have a have an easy day or whatever. I don't even I don't do this type of diet diet thing. So I don't know what they're called. But she but she's like, that's how she was thinking of it. Like, I'm just going to I've been really good for three months. I feel great. I'm just going to splurge. It's not going to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. She, she, She drinks the beer. The next three days, she like can't sleep. She's like has a headache. She gets all puffy and bloated like all over her body. And 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 she realizes what she's done mm-hmm. and does some stuff that I teach clients how to do what to do to detox and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I see her probably a week or two later and she tells me this story. But when she tells it to me, she doesn't feel shame. Yeah, she, she's not like she she was a little like sheep faced like. Like, yeah, Allison, I have to tell you, I did something. But what? But but her come her takeaway was, Allison, I realized that's how I used to feel all the time. Mm-hmm. I used to feel that bad all the time because I drank beer and I ate wheat every single yeah. day. And so, of yeah. course, of course, I wouldn't feel better until it was gone. And I didn't realize. And that was her norm. And she she didn't even realize how bad she felt was the other thing. Yeah. And so she had there's this aha moment where you look her in the eyes and she is now transitioned. This is where it gets exciting. She transitions from willpower mm. and motivation to something deep inside of her shifting. She actually changed as a person at that point in time. And that's when she no longer needed willpower to say no to beer or wheat anymore. Yeah. That's when we change. And I, that actually, when I when I was thinking about that, it reminded me how we have our old person and our new person, right? Um, yes. Our old man and our new man. And that when we are sanctified in Christ, when we come to Jesus, we have a new person inside of us. But Paul's still saying, take off that old person. Yeah. He's like, you're wearing it like clothes. You can take it off. And you can actually be that new person inside of you. There's still this, this schism when we're not fully walking into our new selves. And when I see clients go from I'm being told to do a thing and I'm just following rules, yeah. but I'm doing it in my own power to like, yeah. I'm a new person. Yeah, That is like, brings me to my knees. It, it can make me cry. It's totally mind blowing. And it frees me and my clients. So they're no longer relying on 
like I said, willpower, just or 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 shame or guilt yeah. or mm-hmm. or like this image of like a six pack bod with skinny legs, you know, and a yeah. thigh gap, right? Uh-huh. This it's no, it's like this is just who I am. And when I buy my groceries, I just don't buy things with gluten. Why? Because this is who I am. Yeah. But in heaven, I'm going to eat croissants. I'm going to eat a lot of croissants. <laughs> All in, the gluten. But on this earth, it's fallen. Mm-hmm. We have to acknowledge if we're going to say the earth has fallen and disasters happen, the earth has fallen and people murder each other, the earth has fallen and wars happen, we have to say the earth has fallen and our bodies don't work the way they should. And they're things that we can that we can sacrifice and say no to yeah. that will give us health benefits. Yeah. And make us feel healthy and whole and enjoy living. I love that, that aha moment. And like you said, you know, willpower, guilt, shame, those are great motivators to begin with, but they won't last. And it's until they really understand the deep, like you were saying, just something deep inside the deeper reason of like, this is just how I live my life. It's more of like an identity than it is externally somebody, like you said, somebody telling them what to do. It's like, no, this is just part of my identity now. and I'm okay with that. And I think even in the Lord, when we accept how, you know, how he created us, that we are made on purpose for a purpose, that he has a plan that it is fallen. And so that means we are going to have allergies or we are going to have sensitivities and we have to handle those and deal with those in our modern culture when we can accept those and not continue to push against them it gives us so much freedom in our journey and it helps us feel amazing while we're at it. Cause we're like, this is what it feels like to be healthy and whole and enjoy living and not feel like crap, you know, or whatever you're feeling day in and day out. But it's also nice to have that reminder every once in a while, like, Oh wow, this isn't like she did. It was like, wow, this is how I used to feel all the time. It's a great, you know, that's a better motivator than willpower. It's like, wow, I feel so much better now that I'm not doing that. Yeah. And I would say for your listeners, if if they just can't identify with the idea of like, you can't even imagine like what it would be. You can't even imagine not eating a box of Cheez-Its because like you've just never been in that place where you're like, well, I'm not that person yet. Right. Mm -hmm. If you just so you believe Shayla and I, I want you to think about what is something in your life where you just wouldn't do like for me, I would just never dye my hair black and wear thick black eyeliner and look goth. That mm-hmm. takes no willpower for me to like not go to to the to the hairstylist and then give them money and then dye my hair mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. right. No willpower is involved. And so, if there's something in your li- like you as the listeners, there's something in your life that you just know like I just would never do that. Think about yeah. your, a friend or something where you're like, oh, she loves horses and she's always buying things for her, and you would just never mm-hmm. do that. Like that's the level of of identity shift we're talking about, and mm-hmm. it is not something anyone can beat into you, but it's a discovery, and you don't even know a hundred percent when you're going to get it, but you do get it if you say yes to the journey. Yeah. If you say yes to, I'm going to work with Shayla, I'm going to hire a personal trainer, I'm going to hire a nutritionist, I'm going to look at my budget and see how I can shift, you know, get something help. Like when you say yes to that next step, at Mm -hmm. one point, that identity starts to shift and you don't always know when it's going to happen, but it will happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. You just have to say yes. And then and and enjoy the journey as much as possible too because I feel like <laughs> we always want to get to the end, right? We always want to feel better. We want to have the results or, you know, for some people they want to have the six-pack abs, but it's like enjoying really being able to be in the moment, in the journey, learning and and that's how you have that discovery 
is really by understanding yourself and who you're around too and what all is involved in your health and your wellness journey and seeing that through the lens of the gospel too is it makes a huge difference. Yeah. All right. Well, Allison, that is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for that introduction. I hope all of you that are listening just love her and just love you. And I know I do as well. And I'm so happy to be able to send people to you as a resource because just phenomenal background knowledge. I love what you have to say. And I just love how you help women get to the deeper root of issue and men, deeper issues and We're going to talk about this a little bit in the next episode, spoiler alert, but also like blood work and seeing that and digestive health. I don't think people realize how vital your digestion, your gut health is. And, you know, we talk about there's second brain and your, you know, in your gut. And it's so true. It's just so true. And so I have loved having you on and just letting people get to know you. And I cannot wait to have you on in the next episode. Thanks for having me, Shayla. Yes. If you wouldn't mind actually sharing your Instagram handle and your website that way, and I'll also put them in the show links or the show notes below. That way people can go and find you and follow you and also listen to your podcast because you also have a podcast as well. For sure. So, and I'm just a listener's note, I'm going to give you Shayla the link for that, that to find a craniosacral therapist and visceral manipulation practitioner near you. But if you want to follow me and hang out with me a little bit more, I would love to do that. You can check me out on the Better Belly podcast. So that's Better Belly Podcast. And you can hang out on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. That's Belly Singular Therapies, plural. Again, you'll be able to find the link in the show notes. Hmm. I have a free Facebook group for anybody looking for support. You can just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook and join that Facebook there. And you can also download a free natural constipation relief guide that I have for you just as a gift by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash constipation. Awesome. I cannot wait. I'm going to go and download that as well. You never know when you're going to need something like that. Amen. All right. Thank you, Allison. Hey, Fit Fam! It's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at SDFitWell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly want to see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.